Welcome okay. to Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. I'm your host, Sadia, and this is my mother, Ima. Wow, we figured out the issue this whole time. We just simply didn't hang up the phone. That's all it was. It's so funny. It was so simple. I was like, what's going on? This is ridiculous. I, I, I'm telling you, you're messing things up. Things are working out. Oh, goodness. Let's me. blame the mother. It's, it's the, the typical thing, thing to do. do. Let's, Let's blame, blame the mother instead of looking at me. Shall I blame the mother or the problems, really? I and I don't what's what's the last lyrics from it that? Goes, it goes like this Should I blame my mother? Do you think it's really right? Or right. should I try to change myself and try with all my might? Ah, uh, that's what it was. I always got that messed up. Um, <laughs> okay, now I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a few questions. Oh, I want to talk about the hurricane. Yes, we'll talk about the hurricane. Yes. I just have a few questions, and then we'll get into the hurricane, all right? Okay. All right, first one. What did you talk about on your first date with Tati? Um. Well, all I remember was yeah. we took a walk. It was it was um, Simcha's Torah. It was Yantov. Okay. And we took a walk in Glen Avenue Park and we first started walking with each other and we didn't say anything. We were both quiet. We we're just walking. And then your father says to me, don't expect a vort until December. Yes. Yes. But what were you guys talking about though? What was it? What did you guys talk about the weather? Did you talk about each other's family sports, not sports? Movies, maybe, neither or was, neither of us were sports people. Yeah, that's God. why I said not I never, sports. I never wanted to be a sports widow. I hated sports. I thought it was way overplayed. In fact, when I was a little girl, and we we would be driving in the car, and we'd be listening to the radio and hearing all this good music. When my father would turn off, would go away, would turn off the radio station with the music and put on the baseball game, I just went, ugh. <laughs> See, see, I have a similar story to that, but it wasn't sports. It was talk radio. And it was Tati never listened to music when I was in the car. Like, never. Like, on a rare case. I think one time I was driving with Tati uh, from school on a Sunday back home. And he was listening to Rolling Stones and singing to it very badly. And, <laughs> and I asked him, I'm like, because in my head, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. The only reason why he'd be singing is because he's going through a breakdown or he just quit something and he he's just feels more relieved. So I, I asked him, like, Todd, do you still work for Freddie? Like he was the, the guy that, um, you know, he used to work for for catering. He's like, no, I, I, I actually just stopped working there. I'm like, oh, that's why. OK, <laughs> and that was like the only one of the only times I can remember, like listening to music in the car with with Tati, because if it, it was always talk radio or maybe some like Jewish music. You know, well, your your father loved the Stones and the Grateful Dead. Yes, and the louder and the brasher and the more, um, what's that called? Um, more atonal mm. music. The word for the word for notes that don't go together is called atonal. And the more atonal the music was, the better he liked it. And he did like singing, but he didn't. He didn't like singing. Singing. He liked the kind of singing, like I said, you know where. It was really screaming. And there was one time where he was in the shower and I heard him screaming and I thought he had fallen or something and hurt himself. And I ran over to the bathroom and I'm banging him back. I, said, I, I kept saying, 
are you okay, Zara? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? And he opens up the door and he looks at me and says, I was singing. Yeah, I think you've said that before. Um, I, I mean, I have some of his other songs. I, I think also you're such a strong classicalist. I don't think you understand like the beauty of like Led Zeppelin, which I know Tati was a huge fan of, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, there was definitely strong, like, like the song Going to California by Led Zeppelin is like one of my favorite songs to listen to of all time. Like, it's just, it's such a calming, relaxing song. Um, also, uh, I'm trying to think of what, what it's called. But I know it starts with him go uh, the um Robert Plant going uh the uh baby 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 I'm gonna leave you you know the the whole whatever you you don't you never hear heard Led Zeppelin but basically it was it, it was very very good um that was one of the you know well the heyday of you know the songs that go yo baby 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 and all that this friend of mine was so funny he used to he used to sing the song that went. Since I left my masochistic baby, I do nothing but beat on the wall. That's funny. Um, so, add, adding on to the, the uh, another another question, um, if you can choose a success in any way, like you choose one thing and you're going to be successful at it, no matter what, uh, what would you choose? Raising my kids to oh, be wow. good people, which. Thank God, Rucham. Banged up on I that have one. succeeded. So really, that's, that's you were all you were all an amazing bunch of human beings. Now you cannot argue with that, can you? <laughs> I, I have low self esteem. It's fine. I can put myself down. So this is this is even a challenge. Um, no, I, I, I really you choose that raising your kids. I don't know. You know like, something? I'm t- I'm telling you. You talk to you talk to people who are. Well, you're not a parent yet, but when you, no. you talk to people who are parents and they'll tell you that um, that it's like no matter how successful you are in anything else, if you don't succeed with your child, your child, God forbid, gets in some sort of really heavy duty, serious trouble or mm-hmm. it turns out not to be such a good person or whatever. They said all your successes mean nothing well i if there's, I, if there's any if there's anything that you know hospital is wrong about you know about your children or some some way you know something you know i'm not i don't want really to go into too many details but you know that's no, fine you know, I get the idea you know, yeah no i get it i get it no i totally that, get that, it that people it, 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 it doesn't matter no matter how successful no matter how, no matter how rich you are it doesn't matter the fact is that you know I, i'm memorial brando's son um, evidently um, was guilty of a murder. Oh, wow. It was some one of these situations where there was an argument. He he took out a gun. Uh, he was only his story was he was trying to scare the person with it that accidentally went off. But he was arrested and, of course, stood trial for murder. And I remember reading this interview with Marlon Brando at the time. And Marlon Brando said, it doesn't matter how rich I am. It doesn't matter how successful I am. It all means nothing now. Wow. I I, I can understand that to a point where it's like you you no matter what your life is, if your relationship sucks, everything else sucks. But yeah. if everything else sucks, but your relationship is like good, then everything else is fine. So true. 
I, oh, yeah. I, I, I've, I was listening to a few of these like relationship people, relationship gurus and whatnot. I, I have on my, um, on my phone. I just like, I listen to it on like my YouTube reels or my Instagram where like, as I'm working, I scroll, you know, not look at it, but like I, I quickly scroll and like, I, and there's like a, a minute or two clip of somebody talking about something inspirational or a quick piece of advice. And that was one thing that really stuck out to me. Cause I know what that feels like when you have like a really rough relationship that you're trying to get through. And even though you might have some level of success anywhere else, like when you have a bad relationship, forget about it. You're just, you, you feel like you want to die. You feel like you can't go anywhere. You're just done. You're mm -hmm. so freaking done. Yes. You know, it's so true. So true. It's, so true. Yeah. So you want to talk about the, um, so it the looks hurricane? like, it's like, yeah, looks like our relationships that mean everything to us. The, you know, it's not money. You know, I think you know, money takes a good uh, second or third place in in our lives. Well, I, I think I, 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 be relationships. I don't know if I've said this over the um uh, over the podcast, but I was again listening to another guy say this. Um, it was a preacher, I think, and he asked, like, he asked somebody, you know, what what's the, what do they really want out of life? You know, what's the most important thing to them? And they said, money. It's like okay. He's like, if you had all the money in the world now but you'll die tomorrow if you take it will you take it i <laughs> said no so i said okay so life is more important than money he said okay so what if i gave you all the money in the world now but you're going to be sick for the rest of your life oh god will you take it he said no he's like okay so your health is more important it's like mm -hmm. so then he said <laughs> well if i want to give you like all the money in the world and then your mother dies right oh. uh, as soon as you take it will you take it I said no. He's like, okay, so your your parents are more important. So money really isn't the, the important thing. You want a level of security, and security comes in on, on a different level, you know. And and I I didn't listen to the rest of the speech, but you kind of could, could could put two and two together, where it's about having bitachon and learning how to work through that, and going through your struggles and being able to work through that in a sense of knowing that like, as long as you feel safe and secure in your life. You're going mm -hmm. to be fine no matter what happens to you. Similar to that like old Zusha Ivanapoli story, you know, um, the one where like somebody went to the Balshemto and they asked him like, oh, can you please, you know, help me understand like how to make my life better? Because my life is just miserable and terrible. He was just going through a lot. So the Balshemto says, go to Reb Zusha Ivanapoli and ask him uh, what it's like to, to live with misery and still be happy. So he went to Rzusha Vanapoli and Rzusha Vanapoli lives on this hill, you know, no, like no bed, just a flat board, you know, barely any food for any, uh, for a, a family, you know, has wife and his kids and like clearly his other living expenses and other stuff. Like there was like really rough times. So, he the 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 chassid went up to uh, went up to Reb Zusha and Reb Zusha asked him what he what he needed and he said he was sent by the Balshemtov to ask him what is it like to uh, live in misery uh, and still see you know success and Reb Zusha said honestly I don't know because I've never been miserable <laughs> and like that's the whole lesson you know it's about mm -hmm. getting through the rough times. Um, I know when I was going through my rough times, I kind of held on to those stories. Also, Gamze Yavor. That's also very true. You know, this too shall pass. Um, ah, mm -hmm. 
when, when, when you were going through the rough times of like us growing up and whatnot, what, what did you hold on to? It's a really good question. Um, well, also the, the story about, um, you know, the Shalomah Melech with the, you know, the, with the ring. Yeah, Gamzi Yavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. That was one of the things that helped me. Just, um, I, I you, were, just, you were just, um, you were just basically checked out and doing whatever you could to just like, I, that was, it through. I was, I was, I was, checked out. I was focused on, you know, just getting, you know, I just, I just, Day -day. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I used to, I used to think of the analogy of riding a wave. Mm -hmm. And, and like, I would tell myself, just ride the wave. Just, you know, stay on there, stay on the surfboard, just ride the wave and ride it in. I used so, to think of that, I thought of that analogy a lot, just riding the wave. But, but did you enjoy your life when you were riding the wave or you were just so like holding on so tight you didn't want to like like holding on to like a surfboard when you're at, lost at sea instead of just trying to you know soak in the moment for what it is and try to enjoy it trying to think well basically basically i basically i did i i basically did enjoy my life thank god it was um this might sound funny, but um, a lot of the enjoyment I got out of life was a combination of um, music, of you know my, you know playing different instruments, singing, playing piano, you know occasionally violin, guitar, whatever, you know, um, and and raising you kids. That was raising you kids was very enjoyable to me. I used to love reading to you guys. And especially bedtime. Bedtime was my favorite where I would sit maybe read read where I sit remember and just read book after book with you kids, tell you stories. Yeah, I found that very enjoyable. If um working with you with your schoolwork, I enjoyed that very much too. Um I, I found it very enjoyable. I found the combination like, you know, um also I was yeah, you know, I would I would be teaching. I um I taught it I had various I had Various teaching jobs. I taught um, Hebrew school up until the time Pesci was born. Yeah. And um, then um, teaching, raising your kids. Like I said, in my, like I said, being involved in my music, and uh, also um, when I would um, think about some of the good things I had in life, thank God I was. Very, very lucky. Thank God I had good and very decent health. Just very, very lucky about that. Um, I was, the, thank God I was able to have one child after the other without any, thank God, without any health problems. That was, that was amazing. Yeah. That was, wow. That's like, that's like worth a million dollars because some that you meet so many people that, Nebuchadnezzar not as lucky, and uh, thank God I was very lucky about that. See, a lot of my my problems, thank God, in a way, came externally, not internally. Maybe that's why can I know I was still I was still happy. Like what? Do you, what do you mean externally? Obviously, it was, it was money. Money, I think, was the main issue. 
Uh, money was a issue, but um, there were, how can I say it? There are certain individuals, yeah, adult yeah, yeah. individuals in my life that I do not want to name who were total pains in the butt to deal with. <laughs> Just a real piece of work, to be honest. <laughs> oh, gosh. And, uh, yeah, so I guess because there was one time your father got mad at me one time during an argument and yeah. he said to me, what did your parents teach you? And I said you? to him, you heard this one? No. I said to him, how to, how does, oh, I said to him, how to deal with totally obnoxious individuals over a long period of time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I am curious though, Emma, and maybe this is just, was a subconscious thing. But you were, you were talking about reading to us stories and you read to me, Yosef and Mushki all the time. Um, but Pesci is very bitter because you never read to her. Like, what was there a reason for that? I, I'll tell you the truth. I don't understand that. I don't know how Pesci can. I read to all you guys. She, she I, feels I like you left her out, like you you kind of ditched her. And you read in the boys' room, not the girls' room. That well, that was that well, was what happened issue. was because you guys wanted me to read at the same time. So what I had to do was, in fact, that was one point when I was reading Harry Potter where in order to read to you guys all together, I actually, your rooms were right next to each other and there was a hallway. Like yeah. your, your rooms were like, it was a corner where one room was at one angle and the other room was at a 90 degree angle to the next one. So I got in that corner in the hallway and I read Harry Potter out loud standing <laughs> in the hallway so I could get, so I could get everybody at the same time. I think, I think we eventually just got the uh, audiobooks at the end. <laughs> which is funny because the, the American audiobooks versus the English audiobooks were read by two British people, but each one was a different person, um, which I thought interesting. And also, I just finished watching this TV show called The Patient. It's mm -hmm. it's really cool. Um, it's based, It's about this therapist who gets kidnapped by a, a serial killer, but the other subplot that he's going through is he has issues with his son because he's a reformed Jew and his wife was a cantor of a reformed synagogue and he you know and his son uh became from mm -hmm. and the issues with that and the way they addressed the problems was just so spot on the way the reform like Jews felt towards the a religious Jew and the way the, way the religious Jew felt towards the reform and the dialogue they had and the expressions they had was like real spot on. Um, That's unusual because I, usually in these programs, they usually show, they, they usually are not too favorable to the Orthodox person. Well, well, I was reading, there's this, um, there's this website slash Facebook group that slash whatever called Jew in the city. And they really push strongly to have proper representation for the Orthodox Jews. Um, the boiling point was there was this like TV show called Nurses in Canada that like did a horrible job and did like horrible Jew face, just this horrible concept of like these like like just these angry, racist, ignorant, like religious Jews that were some conglomerate mixed between Hasidic and Yeshivish and mo like modern Orthodox, like totally a really warped version. It was really bad. 
Um, yeah, and- I, I've heard I've heard from over the years from a lot of people uh, that living in Canada that unfortunately there is a tremendous amount of very blatant anti-Semitism in Canada. It's been there. It's been it's been for a while. So so which um, I remember them talking about it during the 1980s. So how, so which, um, which which country doesn't have anti-Semitism then? I think well, obviously, you know, yeah, true. There's anti-Semitism all over the world, but it's more in some countries more, in some countries less. So North United Korea States, versus United States, they tried to. Um, it's not fashionable. They, you know, you have, um, you know, you yeah. I mean, you you know, you hear a lot of non-Jews really being very vocal against the against non-Jews that are anti-Semitic, and they really, I've I've heard I've heard a lot of like non-Jews that are really doing a great job of standing up to these bigots. Well, what's funny. And, but um, but what, not so much. Uh, and the Canada, I don't know what it is. In Canada, there's, um, I know, I've, I've heard from, I, like I said, even when I was in college, there was one of my professors, a Jewish woman, mm-hmm. who I was thinking about going to McGill University for my post-grad studies. Okay. And she had lived in, she had gone up, I think, she studied in Canada for a while, and she said, um, not that she totally advised me against doing, but she said that there's a lot of anti-Semitism in Canada. And this is in the nineteen this is nineteen seventy three that she told me this. I guess I mean there's always going to be a problem, especially in colleges, um, which was funny because another scene they had in the movie in the TV show, uh, it was showing that the, the the main character he he was going in a, on a college campus. And he's walking by and he sees this sign with like the Israeli flag, but in the middle, instead of a Jewish star, is a swastika. And mm-hmm. there's a whole thing of like, you know, stop anti stop Zionism for destroying, you know, whatever, like typical BS. And you just see him and like there's a scene kind of like pauses where you see his face, like like the hurt that he has. Um, but the, what I was trying to say was was that they actually got a modern Orthodox rabbi this time to go through and help them educate them because the other problems they have is they either get some like random reconstructionist rabbi who doesn't know uh, anything about orthodox judaism or mm-hmm. they get like anti-religious ex-chassidim who like really hate jews and really hate like hate where they came from or on top of that there was a point where they got this black hebrew israelite rabbi quote-unquote to to help them understand like like jewish culture and orthodox jewish culture like, it was just like I was reading some articles and like it was just crazy, uh, but this time they're really trying to be more representative, more inclusive, um, and whatnot. I'm gonna have to so, see this sometimes. It's called the patient. The patient, yes, the yes. Patient. Where, it's, where is it's it? On Hulu, um, you can find it on Hulu or FX. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's FX? <laughs> it's another. It's another. It's another uh, TV, uh, TV um, channel. Um, but yeah, you want to talk about the hurricane? Yeah, the the hurricane. Please, we, oh, we, need to, we need to be we need to be gender neutral. The it, person came. Person came. <laughs> they came. They came. They came. Yeah. So um, anyway, well, it's a hurricane. Cause it's a, I, never mind. <laughs> so um, so you know, I have these um, in a way, you know, it's like, it's one of these things where um, when Dorian was heading towards us like four years ago. As I was standing in line buying batteries and buying battery-powered, you know, fans, this man behind me says, "The only time says to me, the only time in my life 
when I wish that all my preparation was is for nothing. Oh, wow. And it turned out, thank God, for, for Dorian. As a matter of fact, I was joking with your sister who lives down here that, oh, it's so nice to, I said, you know, it's so nice to take um, all these, um, all these, food items that I non-perishable food items that I bought as an emergency for the hurricane and be able to eat them as snacks now <laughs> <laughs> she says yeah she said she she did the same thing with her supply but um so what I did was so first like I come home and the first thing I need to do is I want to bring both cars into the garage ah. well oh my god trying to fit both cars in the garage I thought it was going to be a simple matter drive both cars in right no first i didn't really have an i had very little room for both cars in that garage yeah. so i had to pick up take everything that's i have stored in my garage and just put it very like right up against the walls of the garage get it out of the way totally pile it up and don't ask i had to pick up my trash can and and had to put my trash can on top of all the stuff where i've got the paste stick of stuff Stored in the garage to get it out of the way so I had more room. Then I moved, tried to move the cars in, and I couldn't get out of my car because they were too close. So I had to maneuver the cars back and forth, back and forth, take one car, turn it around backwards, back in, see if now does this give me enough room to get out? Take another, no, it doesn't. Drive it out again, turn it around frontwards. Driving in again, take the other car, drive it around, turn it around, you know, until I finally was able. What I finally, finally had to do was I finally got the cars in. And the only way I could get out of one of the cars was to have to climb over the middle section and get out the other door. And then today, to take the cars back out of the garage, I had to actually lay down on the hood of the car and crawl over the hood of the car to get into the driver's seat to back <laughs> the car out. And I succeeded, unfortunately, in accidentally stripping, like not totally, but stripping away part of the bottom of the trim of my garage door. Fortunately, I sent a video of it to this man in our neighborhood who does a lot of you know household repairs and it was it was nothing. He said he can fix it. He can glue it back on, no problem. And uh, thank God. So then, after I did that, which took I, I had to take at least a half an hour, maybe more, to keep these these two cars in and out, in and out, try to get more room. Da, 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 da. Finally, and then not only that, but once you get it in, to press the button to see if the garage door can close down. Do I have enough room to close down the garage door? No, I don't. Can I move it forward? Well, if I move it forward, I'm going to crash into the refrigerator. No. So then I have to move forward a little bit, to inch by inch, and keep testing the door to make sure the door comes down. Finally, that I'm able to close the garage. Then there's the matter. Then there's the matter of of the getting out my fans and my batteries and um, my flashlights. And I have this big flashlight that you plug in and you recharge for 24 hours. And it's, huge you know what i mean so i have all these flashlights and batteries that i got out fine and then now it's time to close my hurricane shutters i have never done this before and the man who the company sent that was that installed the hurricane shutters that was supposed to show me supposed to demonstrate for me how i supposed to handle these shutters said he didn't have time i can watch the video 
<laughs> well, I never watched the video. So now I have to close my hurricane shutters. And I'm, I, I, you know, I'm getting, I'm closing them together fine. And you have to get them together in such a way that you can turn the knob because the knob is, sends this like little this screw through the hole in the hurricane shutters. Yeah. To keep them together. Now, on top of the screw of the big thing of the of the of the knob that you turn is a lock. So I'm taking these keys that I was given. I put the key in the lock and I turn and turn and turn. Nothing happens. And so I said, well, forget it. At least I've got the bottom screwed in. And then there was the hurricane shutter that was way at the top of the window that's over my front door. Mm -hmm. And I have to take out the long, the big, this big ladder I have. I think it's a, I think this ladder has to be like an eight foot ladder or something like that. Maybe it's, it's a big ladder. I climb up to the top of it and I'm saying, oh, come on, I can do this. I can do this. You know, so what? I'm a senior citizen. I can do this. I can do this. Don't be a whip. <laughs> Don't be a chicken. I can do this. I can do this. And I am terrified of heights. So I climb to the top and I'm able to actually, now the way that this window is a broad window. So the way that I have to close this hurricane shutter is I have to put the ladder at one end of the window, climb up, take that side of the hurricane shutter and pull it over to the middle. Then I have to take the ladder, move it all the way to the other side of the window, climb up and move that section of the hurricane shutter towards the middle. Then I have to get down off the ladder, move the ladder to the middle of the window, climb all the way up. And then with both hands, Hopefully my legs will stay put on the ladder and with both hands, push the edges of the hurricane shutters together and turn the screw. And it took a while for me to figure out just how to close the hurricane shutters so that the screw gets right into that hole and I can screw it shut. Now, I'm wondering, what am I supposed to do about locking it? So... I thought to myself, well, some of, my some of my neighbors told me it's important to lock it because sometimes you get hurricane winds that are so powerful that if you don't lock it, if you, know, if you just screw it and you don't lock it, it can blow it open. But then I have other neighbors that laughed and said, ha ha, I never lock them. I just screw the bottom. So I figured, you know what? I'm having a hard time with the, with the lock. So I'll just rely on the bottom being screwed securely. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I climb down off this ladder. Well, the rest of my hurricane shutters are pretty, should be pretty easy to close because these are all, I only have one, I have a one level house. So, and all my windows are on ground level. Okay. Should not be a problem. Should it? No, we're talking about me. Whenever I do something that is simple, it always turns out to be difficult. Just my luck. What can I tell you? So I'm going around and I'm fitting in the hurricane shutters. Sometimes I'm lucky. And a couple of the shutters I put together and I screw it in and I test it and it is together and it's fine. Others, it's like I keep having to put it in and in it. 
rearrange it and rearrange it and rearrange it and rearrange it so that that screw goes right through the hole. Then guess what I figured out? That lock I was having such a hard time with and the keys that I kept trying to put in there and lock it, it wasn't locking. It was all I had to do. I didn't have to lock it at all. All I had to do was push in the lock Mm. and it was locked. Just push it in. And the purpose of the keys is so when you undo the hurricane shutters, you turn the key and the lock pops out. Interesting. Yes. Well, we're almost out of time. (laughs) Um, Quick question before you soaked up everything else. What did you try and find out it's not for you? Putting together hurricane shutters. Oh, okay. All right. That was was close. (laughs) Um, but, uh, <laughs> there has to be a whole list about this one. We could use this for an entire podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. There's tons of podcasts talking about Narshkite. Skiing. They're talking about my experience in skiing. Um, no. Oh yeah. Wait, I think you have, we could save it for, for some other time if it's going to take a while because we really don't have that much time. Um, we got like we six could for ja- We could save it for January during a snowfall. Okay, I'll make a note of it. I'll make a note of it. Skiing. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I, it was funny today at work. Uh, I I didn't realize how exhausted I was. I just been pushing myself because I'm trying to make up the hours that I used up for the um typhoon. And my boss was like, "Oh yeah, I'm heading out." It was like three o'clock. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm heading out." Um, I'll see you guys Monday. Uh, remember, remember, guys, no work tomorrow. So I'm like, no, no work tomorrow. Why? He's like, because it's Veterans Day. And then I was like, oh, thank God. I just said it out loud without me even like thinking it. And they all started cracking up. <laughs> I'm just because I'm just so exhausted because I've just been pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing. <laughs> I'm doing because I'm doing all this stuff, trying to like get in, get out, just try like trying to make things happen. And I'm just so glad I have a finally have a day off where I can like. Maybe sleep in a little bit. Maybe relax a little bit. You know. Enjoy, enjoy, man. I th- I didn't realize tomorrow. You're right. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Oh my gosh, creeps up on you. You know, I have to laugh because one of the when you told me that about how you said, "Oh, thank God," yeah, I didn't really mean to say. That. There was one time I had or, um, when I was in junior high school, we had orchestra rehearsal during regular school time, and it was up to us to find out what we had missed mm-hmm. in class. You know, as a result of being, you know, you had to be average or better to be yeah. in the orchestra. Yeah. So I get to make up the work. It was no mm-hmm. excuse. So I remember um, I had missed social studies that day. And so I went to my social studies teacher and I said to her, excuse me, I had orchestra rehearsal. Did we do anything important? <laughs> and she looks at me and she says, every day in class, we do something important. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Um, what's a lie that you commonly use? A lie? A lie? When have I lied? A lie that you commonly use. Lie that I commonly use. Like saying, I'm fine. I'm busy. Sorry, I'm late. My kid is sick. A lie. Just be yourself and you'll be fine. Like the terrible parent advice that you say, that you use that you never really take, anyways. Uh, 
I can't, I'm trying to think if I've ever lied. I don't think I've ever, I think I might have bent the truth a few times, but I don't Never. Think okay, so what 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 have you bent the truth on? <laughs> bent the truth on I bent the truth yeah. on. Oh yes. I don't know if you ever what? told the the muskrat. What no, I'm I'm totally lost. Explain. Okay, here's what's going on. Um when I was in Crown Heights, I was at one of the Fabringos of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, and okay. this girl, this girl had just gotten engaged, and yeah. she was so excited and Wins wishing her mouth up, and she had a picture of her husband in a locket that she wore around her neck. So she wanted to show me his picture. So she opens up the locket to show me. And what could I say? The guy looks like a muskrat with glasses. Oh, God. And so she says to me, Isn't he handsome? Isn't he handsome? Isn't he handsome? And I said, Oh, yes, he certainly is. <laughs> but what about like when we were kids though you never told us any lies you were always honest with us and straightforward i'm trying to think if i ever lied did i ever lie to you did i ever lie to you i mean you gave Definitely. bad advice and told us stupid things but like i don't think you ever now that i think about <laughs> you it mean I I gave you ever, you're right you're right i <laughs> i agree you know i don't think you've ever lied to us i think you were very we were yeah. very open in the house no i don't think i have no i i don't think i ever lied to you no, yeah no, i don't think no can't think of any time I ever lied to you guys. No, maybe that was my that was my problem. I think I was. I think I might have been too honest with you guys. <laughs> I liked it. I liked the honesty. Um, I for me, I think it helped me grow up with a decent head on my shoulders. And when I had to face various levels of reality, I wasn't like shook to my core and had to curl myself up in a ball. I was able to take it and move forward. You know. Mm -hmm. Um. What instantly soothes anxiety for you? Boy, that's a really good question. Soothes anxiety. I'm still working on that one. So what? What do you? What? What do you initially I, do? I, you... I tell you. I tell you the truth. Um, soothe anxiety. You know, I'll tell you the truth. I have never. This is sad. As far as anxiety goes, I have <laughs> never been able to find anything that actually soothed anxiety. It was just. I just had to live through it mm. and eventually, you know, when the situation that was causing the anxiety finally ended, finally had a conclusion, that's yeah. when my anxiety ended. I'm, I'm very lucky. I'm not one of, you know, some, it's very sad. There are some people who constantly have anxiety for no real reason. I mean, these people really need, you know, who have constant anxiety for no logical reason, obviously, you know, really need to um, see a psychiatrist and get on medication, obviously, you know, mm -hmm. but there are You're running, I, running less than a minute now, Ima. Okay. But, you know, Brooke Hashem, I'm the type of person who, if I have anxiety, I have anxiety for a reason. Okay. It's not, something's going on. All right. Well, we can help you with that anxiety. There's plenty of options and stuff that you can take. Um, <laughs> but yeah. All right. I love you. Yes, I know what wonderful you, you know me down right away. You know what, what calms me down right away, don't you? Massages. You know what? What always calms me Classical down. Classical music. No. What? Somebody stroking my back. I said Very massages. Soft. That counts. Is that a massage? I guess but so. It's, but but it's, it's got to be a viewing light. Viewing light strokey. Massage. All right. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Emma. Take care. Love you, sweet. Have a great job. Mwah. Bye.
Thank you for listening to Jewish Boy Calls His Mother. Please send us feedback and comments on our Facebook page, and like and subscribe on YouTube. I know I would like it, and my mother would too.